then you might get a little uncomfortable in the process. Unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. This is the word that those people, while they were toiling in the mud, that's the word that they had. A people in possession of one component of a life-changing combination. The first component was the word. That dream-inducing word that stated they were more than slaves toiling in the mud. I don't know your station in life when you came here tonight, but my God says there is more potential in you than you realize. There's more than what you see looking in the mirror. And some of us need to stop accepting what we see and allow God to give us a vision. That other component, that other component that they needed would be their faith, their faith. The word of God contains within it the promise of our Savior's presence in our lives. The promise of his strength to support us at our weakest moments. The promise of deliverance from the bondage of a sin-filled, wretched life. The promise of fulfilled dreams no matter how great. The promise of a life that extends beyond simply surviving from one day to the next. Since when do the children of God accept simply surviving from one day to the next? Your God is greater. But for you and I, and for those within our spiritual lineage... The word is the first component in that combination that can change the course of lives and nations. The other component, the other part that is necessary is our faith. Our faith. Our belief in action. Hebrews 4 and 2 states, that the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Dream big is only the first component of Pastor Murphy's divinely inspired focus for this body. That other component is right up there. This is the first component, brothers and sisters. That is the next. You cannot have this without that and expect to see God's miraculous work in your life. Amen. Let's look at the progression of the children of Israel toward the fulfillment of their dream. Remember, they were toiling in the mud. They wanted to get out. The Lord sent Moses to them. We pick up with them again after they have exited Egypt. Having survived the wrath of an irate ruler by the hand of God. You know, I want to stop there just for a second. 
I always love the story of the children of Israel when they came to the Red Sea because that demonstrates to me that God can take one obstacle to destroy another. I don't care how many problems or obstacles or things you have in your life. God is greater than every single one of them combined. We find them in a place of transition between the dream and its fulfillment. A place that we find ourselves right now. In Exodus chapter 20, we read within the word the conquest of Canaan being promised to the Lord, by the Lord to Moses. 23 and 20 says, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way. Now this is the word being spoken by God to his child. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. To bring thee into the place which I have prepared. I find it interesting that people say God is sending me to this place or sending me to that place. God doesn't send you anywhere. He brings you. Before you ever get there, God is already there calling you to it. Verse 23, for mine angel shall go before thee and bring thee into the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites and I will cut them off. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods nor serve them nor go after their works but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. Verse 27, I will send my fear before thee and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come. And I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. This is the assurance of ultimate victory extended to a people in a place of, an, of transition coming from the very mouth of God. Within these few verses are the words of promise that should have, should have catapulted the dreams of those Israelites into realization. Moses, after hearing the assurance of victory, relayed this good news to the people in Exodus 24 and 3. And Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the judgments. And all the people answered with one voice. All the words which the Lord hath said will we do. Praise the Lord. They received the promise, they received the word, and their reaction was appropriate. We're going to do it. Moses, that sounds really good. The Lord's on our side. The land's been given to us. It belonged to us for 400 years. We're just going to go out and take it because God's with us. That's great coming out of your mouth. But there comes a time where there needs to be action that coincides with your words.
It is at this point in the place of transition between dreams founded upon divine promise and the fulfillment of those dreams in that place that the children of God need to be most vigilant because once that dream has been birthed within you, it will then be time for that other component to be added to the mix. It will be time for our faith to be mixed with the word that we've been given. So that God, why? So that God can be glorified through you. I, I hear people asking, I wish God would do a miracle in my life. I love a miracle in my life. Be, be careful, number one, when you ask that of God, when you ask things. I'm a, a quick aside here. I was praying in a church that we, my wife and I attended before we were married, and, and we were courting. Have you all ever heard of that word? And I was praying, trying to seem incredibly spiritual. I was praying at the church, at the altar, and I, and I was young in the Lord, and I was saying, you know what, I would love to see an angel. Now, my wife is an angel, but she's not that kind of angel. And I was alone in the room, and I was praying, and I was diligently seeking the Lord. And my wife came in to the back door was going to invite me to dinner with her parents. And, and I didn't hear because I was diligently praying. And she asked three times, and I was up here, and she was right about there. And finally she came up to me and said, Benjamin, I almost died. Because I'd been praying to see an angel, brother. And here my beautiful soon-to-be wife was. And once I got over the shock of it, I don't know why I'm telling you all this. Once I got over the shock of it, I, this is one of the neatest things happened to me. I went back to pray, and the Lord spoke to me. And he asked me a question. What if that had been an angel? And I started laughing because I would have probably had a heart attack. So be careful what you ask for. The reason I brought that up, if you ask for a miracle in your life, be ready for the conditions that require a miracle. Numbers, 13, 1 through 2, 1 and 2. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, he's already, Moses has already done what he was supposed to. He, he's received the word. He's given the word back, the word of ultimate victory. And now it comes to the point where they are at, Jordan River, they are at the place that they need to transition to go into the promised land. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. The Lord is simply reiterating to his people, I've already given you the land. It's yours. Simply go look at how great it is. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. Now we get to Numbers 13, 17, and 18. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get you up this way southward and go into the mountain and see the land, what it is. Stop. If Moses had simply stopped 
with the instructions that the Lord had given him. Allowing his faith in God to dictate the future. The course of an entire generation of people may have been changed. But he did not. He did not mix faith with the word that was given him. He he continued and added, And the people, go take a look at the people that dwelleth therein. Whether they be strong or weak, few or many. It did not matter. It did not matter how strong or weak, how few or how many. It did not matter because they already possessed the word of God that assured them of the promise that that land would be theirs and that God would deliver it. I'm looking at a group of people. You know the promises of God. God has given you the promise. You have dreamed the dream. It is time for the body of Christ to extend faith into their dreams. The obstacles to the fulfillment of the promises of God. They are God's business. Those obstacles are God's problems, not yours. All you have to do is walk in faith. The Lord had delivered to those weary people the first and most important component to the explosive mixture that had the potential to change their lives. All they had to do was add that other component. Just walk across into the land. Numbers 13, 25, and 28, and they returned from searching the land after 40 days. I feel sorry for him, Brother Merrill. I really do. Because they were simply following the orders of the man that sent them. And they went and came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel into the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land And showed them the fruit of the land. Evidence that God is not a liar. And they told him and said, We came into the land where thou sentest, and surely it floweth milk and honey. And this is the evidence of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Let me tell you something. When a child of God is standing upon the promises contained within the word, standing in the place of transition between the dream and its fulfillment, nevertheless should never exit your mouth. 
because there is no other outcome that can stand in God's way. With that, within that band of scouts, two remembered, two people remembered that they held within their hands that other component. That when it was mixed with the word, victory and the achievement of their dreams would come to fruition. Numbers 14, 6 and 9, and Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which thou passed through to search it is exceedingly good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us, their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us, fear them not. But unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to what? The power that worketh within us. I'm not looking at a group of people at a self-help seminar. I'm looking at children of God, vessels of Almighty God that contain the treasure, the seed of all creation, my God. How could you not? How could you not? Go big. Hope your ears aren't ringing. The Lord didn't speak to Moses about determining the strength or martial capability or size of the enemy. He simply told Moses to lead my people to a land that I have given them. He heard their cry, he knew their dreams, and sent them on a journey to find a land that already belonged to them. Already belonged to them, church. God is simply waiting for you to show up where he already is. There are white envelopes behind me. Each and every one of them contain a promise, contain a dream. My God is already at work there. The dreams, the aspirations, the desires that you have for your life, God is already there. All you have to do is step out in faith. That dream that you have lost hope in, that dream that you believe has no chance of being fulfilled, God has already given, God has already given to you his promise, and his word, and is simply waiting for you to arrive and add faith to his word. I'm speaking to a people who are on the threshold of tremendous dreams being realized. I'm standing in front of people who are on the threshold of your dreams being realized. This church will not contain the glory of God. This church does not have enough seats for the people that God wants to send to it. Your family that you are worried about 
and you're dreaming about, picture them in the seats in front of you because God is working. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. The children of Israel were never meant to tarry in the place of transition, and neither are you. Because the spies did not mix faith with the word, millions of people wandered in the desert. An entire generation was lost, died in the dust of a land that they were never meant to tarry in. stuck in the wilderness of transition because their faith was not mixed with the word. Their dreams and the dreams of an entire generation, dreams of the promise given to them by God were not realized. A generation of people were buried in the place of transition. Because they did not mix faith with their dreams. Eight men who could not bring themselves to act in faith didn't wander 40 years alone. They watched as their children grew up in a place they could never call home. Your dreams have consequence. For more than just you. You are an emissary, an emissary of Almighty God. You are observed by those around you. And when that dream that you have, when the promise of God that is in work in your life comes to fruition, that will be God being glorified in your life. And watch what happens to the people around you. Your dreams are not yours alone. The Lord is not calling you to dream big. He is calling you not only to dream big, but he is calling you to fulfillment so that he, so that he can be glorified through you to reach this lost world. An approximately 11-day journey stretched into 40 years of wandering. A people who stood at the entrance to a land flowing with abundance, shuffled in the dust, simply surviving. I want someone to hear me. It's time for you to add that other part, that other component to God's word. It is time for you to step out in faith. The Lord has not called his people to simply survive but to fulfillment and victory. I'm closing. If you can stand, please. I'm going to read a little bit of scripture, and I'll be finished. Romans 8, 35 through 39. This, this set of scripture is one of my favorite, Brother Merrill. And it may seem incongruent with the message, but I would like you to pay attention to it if you don't, if you don't mind. Who? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation... Or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? 
Verse 37, nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. More than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The mindset of simply surviving the perils of our life is not adequate. Paul wrote that we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Can we lift our hands and worship the Lord tonight? Lord, we love you, we praise you, we magnify you, dear God. You are able, Lord God, to do those things, Lord Jesus, which boggle the mind of your creation. I pray that you move, Lord God, on this congregation, move within the body of Christ, and allow your spirit, Lord God, to bring to fruition, dear God, these great dreams, dear God, these great things, dear God, that will transform the life of the people, Lord God, that call you their God. Lord, we love you. We praise you tonight, dear God. I magnify you. I thank you. In the name of Jesus, we love you. We praise you.